7.1 million. That's a whole bunch of people going through the airport. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Great to be with you. Gary Dick joins us right now from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. That's that's where you find them. That's where it's going on. 7.1 million, man. Uh, the airport that's getting itself back to some good numbers, but what does the future hold? Yeah, well, I think it's uh, – hate to overuse the phrase, but cautiously optimistic is kind of the, the talk at Indianapolis International Airport. Tony, we had uh, Mario Rodriguez, the airport authority executive director, on the show this weekend. And as you said, 7.1 million passengers in 2021. It's about a 75% increase uh, over the pandemic uh, year, the heights of the pandemic in 2020. So uh, inching closer to that those pre-pandemic levels. A couple of things very interesting, uh, at least to me. One is that India, based on those numbers, Indianapolis is outpacing uh, peer airports like uh, Baltimore, Milwaukee, Columbus, Ohio, uh, doing better th- than them in getting back to pre-pandemic levels. So that's important. The other is a big shift, and that's a shift away from business travel to leisure travel. Uh, before the pandemic, business travel accounted for about 45% of the traffic at Indianapolis International, 55% for le- uh, leisure. Today, 82% uh, is leisure travel and uh, just 15% business. So uh, a switch, and it's going to be, while those numbers may change over time, uh, it's going to be a different game when it comes to business travel going forward. What, what's interesting there is that that doesn't necessarily uh, translate to something positive. Let's go the other way with this. I like the fact that people have decided, you know what, I'm done with being locked down, I'm going on vacation. But we've seen Contour Airlines, which is a small airline that that does these quick jaunts, right, to Nashville, to St. Louis, to Chicago. And they have stopped. They had four routes from Indianapolis, and now they only have two routes. That's a problem for somebody who likes to do some quick business travel, doesn't necessarily want to take the the four-hour drive, three-and-a-half-hour drive to Chicago or the four-hour drive to Nashville. So are we better off when we just have the, 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 the tourism travel as opposed to the business travel? Yeah, and I think it's just, frankly, a change in the business model for business travel. There's not going to be as much. There will be some, but there's not going to be as much as there once was. You mentioned Contour. They had a very specific business model, as you, as you said, uh, to uh, to those drivable markets uh, like Nashville uh, and uh, in those types of markets, St. Louis, uh, not the time to do it uh, uh, coming out of the pandemic and with this change in business travel. Uh, Mario Rodriguez, I I think, had an interesting point. He said that basically the pandemic has uh, changed or has compressed change that would have taken 10 years down to two years. So it's just uh, accelerated uh, the pace at which this change uh, is coming. So on the the flip side, on the leisure side, you look at the number of markets uh, that have been added I think uh, I think there are 43 nonstop flights now in Indy. 14 are to Florida destinations, so it's a clear indication. And, and with more routes, more options, uh, the pricing uh, potentially can come down as well. So it is just simply a business shift. Uh, you know, Mario thinks that uh, the uh, the airline industry is is without question in for a big dramatic change. They've made their money on business travel. They're going to have to figure out a different different business model going forward. Talking to Gary Dick from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Uh, the most amazing story of the day. Maxim, the, the, the magazine, 
Uh, they're going to bring a sports book to Indiana. We have proven that Hoosiers want to bet on sports. But now everybody is getting in uh, on the game. What is Maxim's play here? And exactly how much do they think that the dollars are going to go up? Yeah, well, they're looking at Indiana as an attractive market. It's interesting because Maxim Bet is going into Indiana and Iowa, uh, two Midwest, you would, you know, kind of conservative, uh, you know, you wouldn't think of them as hotbeds for betting, but uh, Indiana and Iowa are the two markets they're going in after launching in Colorado last year. Uh, so the company clearly sees opportunity here. Indiana, again, surprising to me, you know, one of the first states to legalize uh, uh, betting, the online uh, betting, and it has been a success as you have looked at some of the monthly numbers that we've reported on uh, for some time now. Indiana's continued to set records uh, for the state of Indiana just in terms of the, the volume, the amount of betting uh, that takes place. So uh, attractive market. But again, the competition, just like when you look at casinos and everything else, uh, over over time, that competition uh, increases in a big way. Let me take it over to uh, your sister publication there, the IBJ, the Indianapolis Business Journal. And it was a story about um, anti-crime grants. So so I, I don't expect you to have off the top of your head uh, the data on what they're spending on anti-crime, people calling for more accountability, but rather a, a, maybe a, a larger scale question as you speak to business owners, as you do, Gary Dick, um, we, we certainly see crime. We certainly see yeah. murder rate. These things are not new to us. We see in downtown Indianapolis a lot of open storefronts, yet you also see some people moving into places. You see some business growth uh, that, that, that's, that's happening is crime, as you know it, based on the people you talk to, is crime one of the things keeping businesses from bringing people back to downtowns and back to offices in general, keeping them working at home? Yeah, I, I will say this. Um, it is an issue, and you can try to sugarcoat it and do all the things you want with it. There are numbers that uh, uh, can be massaged, whatever. But I, I clearly, as I talk uh, to business folks uh, around Indianapolis, it is an issue. Um, and, you know, some people say, well, it's a perception issue. Well, a lot of times perception can be, uh, you, you know, as, as, as challenging as, as reality. So it is something that people are talking about without question. And when you see those, uh, you see the stories uh, about uh, crime uh, in Indianapolis, and obviously cities around the country are dealing with uh, with the crime issue. But as you look at Indianapolis's reputation as a as a sports capital, without question, as a convention city, and we've become really a big convention city, those types of stories and the if it is perception, that perception can be damaging as well. So it it is an issue, and I know it is an issue that that businesses uh, uh, hope is uh, hope is certainly addressed and taken care of. I, I would look for, on a personal level, not one that I will get into with you. I'd love to see some very public address of this. I see absolutely zero public ad address of this. One of the things I haven't heard is that this is causing us not to get conventions. I have not heard that yet. Certainly, I, I wouldn't expect it to be publicly talked about. But have we ever heard that someone didn't come to Indianapolis because of the violence issue? No, I, I've not not heard that uh, to be sure, but but uh, you know it's certainly uh, you know some might suggest it's the elephant in the room. You know, is it going to happen? At what point does that happen? And when it happens, it will get at it. We'll get talked about what kind of uh, snowball effect could that have? So so it, it's an issue. It's a big issue, I think, 
uh, in talking to, to people around uh, Indianapolis and one that needs to uh, obviously be addressed for, for a number of reasons.